In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Ash Wednesday is one of the two fasting days in the Episcopal Church's calendar. Good Friday is the other one. These two fasts frame the season of Lent, which begins today. And both of them invite us to reflect on the nature of human mortality. While Good Friday is our annual remembrance of Jesus' death, Ash Wednesday is a day to give our attention to our own mortality, our own fragility, and the fragility of all human life. We live in a culture that doesn't often allow us to show our own human frailty, and one that shies away from any mention of our own limited time on this earth. The world we live in compels us each and every day to prove that we are the opposite of finite, that we're thriving, excelling, acquiring, and succeeding. From the clothes we wear to our social media posts to the way we store up for ourselves treasures here on earth, we're conditioned to present a thriving self to the world again and again. We're conditioned to keep those parts of ourselves that are rough or broken or even dying closed away behind closed doors. And we only speak of them quietly and then only to a select few. But not here, not today. Ash Wednesday is the church's assurance that we cannot hide these parts of who we are from God and that we do not need to hide them from each other either. The invitation to wear ashes on our foreheads is an invitation to claim out loud that each one of us is a finite, fragile, imperfect being. To acknowledge the fullness of our humanity in all its goodness, in all its ugliness, and in all its shortcomings. Above all, today is a day to be unapologetically real about who we are, and then to sit with that reality for a while. As you do that, I wonder what will surface for you. And it does not all need to be doom and gloom. To be unapologetically real about who we are invites a kind of courageous honesty about our strengths, not just our weaknesses. You bring glory to God. Do you believe that? Just by breathing, you are the apple of God's eye. Do you tell yourself the truth about how much you please God? not for what you can accomplish or what successes you have, but for who you are, for how you try to be God's beloved child, and for the many blessings you are to so many people around you. Do you know this? I don't say this to encourage any kind of pride or self-flattery, 
but so that you know simply what is actually true. Today, we remember that life is too short to waste so much of it denying the goodness in ourselves. Be real with yourself about your own goodness. So too, today, we are invited and encouraged to be just as real about our brokenness, the parts of ourselves we just don't get right sometimes, and even our innermost ugliness. It's all on the table today. Our rage, our anger, our compulsiveness, our despair, our turning from God, our sin. It is a true part of being human, and today is all about reality. But here's the really hard part to understand sometimes. Today is not about condemnation or guilt or shame. Instead, it's about setting with these rough edges in our lives and doing so without judgment or accusation. But it's church, you say, and it's Lent. Isn't this the time for a little judgment and accusation? I thought that was the point. No, it's really not. Whatever spiritual judgment there may be in this universe belongs only to God, not to any person, not to any priest, not to any community that gathers in Christ's name. Our work is not to condemn, but to sit with the challenging parts of ourselves and each other and to bless them by being present to them and to work to see how those rough edges of our souls might be smoothed over. Today, we remember that life is too short to waste so much of it denying that brokenness in ourselves. Be real with yourself about your own vulnerabilities. Our goodness alone, however, there much, much there may be, is no evidence of some kind of spiritual triumph. We were created in goodness, after all. It was not of our own making. And so too, our brokenness is not some kind of spiritual tragedy. It's simply who we are. But that doesn't mean that there's nothing to do. There's no spiritual journey to be made, no triumph to seek, because there is. Being good is not the triumph. The triumph comes when in small, subtle ways, and with God's help, we can transform our pain and our sorrow into something life-giving for ourselves and for others. This is true even when that brokenness is of our own making, and especially when it is not. This, after all, is the triumph of the cross, that symbol of human brokenness transformed into abounding blessing. It's love's victory over sin and Christ's victory over death, and it can be our victory too. We can take up our cross in Lent by not by filling our lives with extra busyness or extra 
goodness to simply crowd out those broken and ugly, ugly pieces. We can take up our cross in Lent by staying with those painful tensions of our lives, not because they're going to go away, but because they can give birth to something new and good within us. A new humility, a deeper compassion for the suffering of others, a more honest resolve towards reconciliation. And the only way to begin this journey is to accept the beautiful and holy truth about who we are and whose we are. We are dust, fragile, imperfect dust. But we are God's dust, blessed and beloved at the same time. To get today, we gather to accept, spend time with, and love our own mortal, fragile human selves with all our warts and flaws and growing edges. And together, we acknowledge God's abiding love for us in the midst of all that. We affirm together our sense that God is guiding us always deeper and deeper towards our own redemption. This is what the whole season of Lent is about, stumbling towards greater intimacy and closeness with God. It's a clumsy journey because we're clumsy. And that's hardly something to feel embarrassed or ashamed about, no matter how ridiculous our stumbles might be. Instead, it's something to embrace because our humanness is what God embraces most about us. And deepening that embrace is the best way I can think of to prepare ourselves for our journey through Lent. Not just to the cross, but through the cross. Amen.